What's up, everyone? Andres Gambo here, and it's another episode of the Ponytails Podcast. I think this is episode 160-something. So, fuck yeah. Um, if you have no idea what this is about, uh, we are a podcast where myself and most of my guests all sold books door-to-door for a company called Southwestern Advantage during our college summers. Now, the company's been around since literally 18... 55 i get it wrong every time but somewhere in the civil war and every summer they recruit college kids to go sell these books to families who need help with homework to want to teach your kids to learn uh, to read or whatever it's really awesome in a way that is a challenging and a most mostly uh tumultuous task for a lot of kids that go out and do this because it's straight commission literally monday through saturday from 8 a.m to 9 30 p.m sometimes we don't even have a place to live and you might be thinking holy shit that's crazy. Yeah, it is, which is why we did this thing. So uh, hopefully you enjoy. If you did sell books, if you're coming into this and this is your first episode and you're a book person, well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure to check out more information for, on our website, theponytailspodcast.com. Uh, we are here for you as an alumni uh, to support us. If you want to just share this episode, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a review, please, for the love of all that is good, for the love of Mordotly. Leave us a review. We would really highly appreciate that for sure. Um, now, all of our guests uh, are here, uh, you know, to share their experiences. So we are here to help them uh, find all the stories that they can possibly imagine or remember and tell them to you. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Uh, so far, it's been a blast for me to get to know all these different people. We don't actually do any research on them beforehand. We don't do any pre-approach to see what they're about, what they're doing. And so this is more like a, you're going to be a fly in the wall in a conversation that where we get to connect with someone uh, from scratch. And so enjoy here. My guest today is Morgan Milliken. She sold for two summers with the TD organization, um, originally from West Branch, Michigan. And she went to the Central Michigan University. Uh, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cold up there. <laughs> Midwest. Let's go, baby. That's awesome. Um, her favorite scroll is number three. Uh, I will persist until I succeed. And she sold during the summers of 2017 through 2018. So in a sec, we will be with Morgan. Thank you for listening. Ponytail Podcast. Boom. And we're live. How's it going? Hey, living the dream. I'm so excited to be here. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm drinking my hum. This is delicious. And the best part of it is I can mix it with a mixed drink because I heard you're drinking too, right? Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> Buckle up, everyone. This is where we're going to get saucy. All right. So <laughs> let's start with this. I mean, we don't, like by saucy, I mean the stories. Usually they're better. Me and Pedro Vega drank tequila for four hours. It got it got awesome. Oh, my gosh. I can only imagine. <laughs> what are you drinking? I got gin here. And I'm going to mix it with hum kombucha. What do you, what do you got? Nice. Okay. So I've got a couple, I've got a selection going on here. Um, so I'm drinking tequila. It's 21 seeds. If anybody's ever heard of it, not sponsored, <laughs> but, um, and then it's mixed <laughs> with but we a could little be. bit of like, yeah, yeah, we could be it's 21 seeds. If you're out there listening, it's me, Morgan. Um, but yeah, 21 <laughs> seeds, jalapeno with a little bit of like margarita, lime juice, you know, the works. And then we've also got some Cabernet Sauvignon on deck. Let's go. This is a full occasion. You're suited up to appreciate it. You're like out here like, 
you know, we get the mix and I like when people do dress as they feel comfortable. So I'm glad that you're out here like repping it. You're badass yeah. bitch. That's what you're doing. You're out here like, Let's go. what's up, bro? You're out here Look like, good, I feel am good. a boss woman. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know what? I actually appreciate because we are, are, we try so hard to get more ladies on the show or like just to even get equal representation, get black people, brown people, you know, Hispanic, all sorts of different cultures. We're like aiming to get more people because you know, because the company's so old, a lot of the people that we've had, especially who sold between like, or like from 1990 and before, they're all like white dudes, which is great. You know, it's no, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But we like, I mean, as a brown man, I'm like, let's see some variety. I know there's some really cool uh, people with different with different backgrounds who have some really cool stories to share. So luckily we have had a lot of variety and we have had some representation, but it's like, we're dude, we had like a strain of just a bunch of dudes and then Amanda Q. So I was like, yes another another cool lady so welcome to the show i'm glad you're thank here. you i'm glad to be showing up for the ladies today represent let's go also because girls sell more books than boys that's just Ooh. a known fact i don't know if people know this but this is a true story it's true statistics so oh i think go. people know hell yeah so before we jump into some self-luster stuff we always like to start out with to see what the hell you're up to now so you start you stopped selling in 2018 so it's been about four years right before the the big old pandy um and through it and so let's catch us up what, what have you been up to the last four years the mic is yours morgan go ahead all right so funny you ask so i stopped selling technically in 2018 but i was brought out to nashville to work for the headquarters as do a lot of book people and i got called <laughs> to field assist so that was what, how I spent my first summer um, not selling books. I was kind of selling books again a little bit. Um, so for those of you who don't know, field assisting is just kind of like shadowing and like teaching um, newer people selling books, just kind of showing them the ropes and everything. So that was a cool perspective. I was out there in Virginia. And then after that, I continued to work for the um, Southwestern headquarters. I was in a marketing role and just couldn't even express how grateful I am to have had that opportunity. I was a small town girl, had no idea what I was doing with my life and knew I didn't really want to sell books the next summer. So um, I actually got in contact, like Matt Ross really helped me out and I got in contact with a few people in the office and pushed for an internship out there and, um, literally packed my car up had no idea where i was living and i'm just like we're gonna figure this out and i just want to get familiar. out of michigan yeah <laughs> yeah just want to get out of michigan and shout out to all the people who helped me along the way the book community is full of just beautiful human beings and um since i didn't have an apartment you know that somebody let me sleep on their couch so <laughs> shout out to aaron sakadanov we appreciate you um and then yeah sorry if i'm like a talker i can go on and on no, but um let's see after please, that please do you know i feel like a lot of us who just got out of college were really on a grind so i was serving working at a golf course kind of like running three different jobs at once trying to figure out what i wanted to do and um that was when real estate was kind of brought into my life um i worked with a headhunters group that is associated with Southwestern and I don't know how many details we want to go into with that, but um, Hans Schlegel helped me out. He showed me what real estate is, fell in love. Like he told me like, you know, there's 
20 different jobs out here. I was like, no, real estate, like real estate. Yeah, that one. I knew just as soon as I started looking into it, that was like my personality and that was what fit me and what I wanted to do. I knew it wasn't going to be an easy road, but I would say that was probably 2020 when I first got into real estate and um, yeah, it was still like serving on the side, figuring everything out and got my license. I was so excited. And then after that, um, I met my boyfriend who was also a real estate agent. I think that's kind of like what made it happen. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to E-Man. And uh -huh. we, uh, we started up a real estate team together. And so I specialize in residential real estate. That's what I'm doing right now. I absolutely love it. And I also do some interior design. Um, I help with home design, which is a little bit different too. It's more of like the structures of the home and like, you know, your countertops and your fixtures. So I help with people remodeling their house as well. Whereas interior design is more the furniture. So I love to be able to express my creativity in that way. And that's so sweet. I think, yeah, that's about where I'm caught up to right now. If you have any questions or want more details, Hell I'm a talker. Yes. So. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, this is good. I mean, I appreciate it. I'm a talker too. So you're going to be like, shut the Fuck up, Andre. <laughs> Let me say words because you've said too much. Uh, our fans are probably like, "Yeah, we're behind that." Uh, there's, by the way, <laughs> there's one. I think I think there's been two actually. So great. Uh, but anyway, so up. yeah, I, and now we're cut up. Yeah, I have a couple questions. So I well, first of all, um, getting into real estate during the pandemic must have been a trip and a half, just because. It just even in the last couple. I mean, we just talked to Craig Garcia, who is in the mortgage, like residential mortgage industry. Literally, that's who I was talking to earlier, the episode right before you. And I mean, we kind of went through the journey of what's happened since the pandemic and how things have changed, interest rates, and you know the the works. So, in your mind, what part of twenty twenty did this happen? And was this was a was COVID already kind of raging through the country or? was it before that and then all of a sudden this hit like what what, what did that go like for you in, in 2020 yeah so honestly it was kind of a weird flex like the universe is going to shit and i'm like let me try out real estate i'm sure everybody wants to buy a house right now so um i think when i started getting my license was like the beginning of covid and then right when i got my license was like the peak of covid and um ironically i was serving at the time and they wouldn't lay me off or put us on whatever that other term was. I can't remember. The but... unemployment type thing or the. Yeah. Pay yeah. The um, yeah. The unemployment thing. But so I was like making pennies an hour and nobody's going to buy a house like at that moment in the peak of the pandemic. So um, we were just kind of skating by figuring things out. Um, but. I, I think after a couple of months, things kind of smoothed out. I had made a couple of really great connections and some people were actually buying in the peak of the pandemic. So I kind of, uh, wow. yeah, kind of, kind of got lucky there. It was pretty difficult as once I started to understand like what real estate was and just all of the in-betweens and how the market works and the fact that we were in a pandemic and that directly affects our market. I was like, oh shit, what did I do? What's up everybody? Quick off-schedule jockey spotlights. Cardinal Senior Benefits brings the best options to old people when they're dying or in case they might die and giving them final expense insurance help and guidance. Super awesome company. Check it out. Back to work. 
Okay, so now we're going to do the mid-rolls. <clears throat> Excuse me, off-schedule time. Um, has anybody seen how bumpy Seth is lately? He's, he's pretty bumpy. Um, Elevate Wellness is his company along with Zane Gallagher, and they are helping people elevate their minds, their bodies, and their life. So on that note, make sure you call us and you can be bumpy like them, which is it's pretty, it's pretty bumpy. I just do, but it ended up working yeah. out. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's, I mean, because I feel like the roller coaster that you would have to have written on alone just to start in 2020 and then still be alive from a professional standpoint is that's it's like going through the first summer again but with less training with we don't know what we're doing here we go (laughs) i feel like this is so cliche but if i wouldn't have sold books i don't know if i would have made it through that for real because i just kind of like buckled in equipped myself and i was like okay i know this is going to be hard but it's not going to be harder than selling books so What's uh, were the were the things that you used from your southwestern experience to really help you through? Was it like anything practical or even emotional that you were like, all right, self talk or whatever, something like that that you that you got that you used to get through? Oh yes, let's go. So self talk for sure. I'm always talking to myself. Um, I think I found like a huge importance in reading too. So I've always mm. been like a little bit of a bookworm, but I think that. I found the importance of what you can get in terms of like technical terms from reading and how to apply that to my life. So especially when I first started out real estate, that was a huge tool for me. I was always reading, listening to like real estate podcasts. And that's something that I learned from um, selling books. Like you said, self-talk is a huge one. Another big one was like momentum versus motivation. We really ground that in with our group selling books and motivation kind of comes and goes sometimes you don't have it you know sometimes you don't wake up with motivation but momentum is just kind of keeping that rolling like it's keeping that consistency, having these uh systems set up in place to carry you through when you don't have motivation and i think that was a huge one for me too oh words of wisdom right there i appreciate that momentum versus motivation i feel like that's a little clip we can take and throw on instagram and be like look everyone wisdom right here this is good i appreciate I that it. now with 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 when it comes to your job today and what's happening in the market today and how things are going what have you experienced now that you are a little more seasoned you know you've been a couple of years at this and you it because of covid the learning curve kind of had to get ramped up so even though it's only been two years i feel like you probably have the experience of like anywhere from like four to 10 years of in the, you know what I'm saying? Just cause you have to like kind of learn it quickly. So what would you say right now is the name of the game for you and what you're doing for work? Like what, what's, what's your, what's your goal this year, for example? Ooh, good question. So to kind of like answer all the little questions, I think that learning during COVID definitely kind of made me have to amp up my knowledge and I'm yeah. competing against a bunch of other people Like there's so many real estate agents in Nashville. So um, I really had to like amp up my knowledge and um, just my skill set like really fast if I wanted to compete with all the other agents out there. So in a way it was a blessing in disguise in the time it was kind of brutal, but I think it was something that kind of is going to add to my skill set and it helped me be more equipped for the present. And as far as my goals for this year, I am uh, working with a lot of buyers. And so that's kind of been my thing 
in the past, I would love to transition into working with um, more sellers and more on the listing side. I've done a, a you know handful of listings, but that was one of my uh, big goals for this year. And then, you know, I definitely want to make it out there as a top agent in Nashville. So I'm really like amping up towards my uh, marketing techniques and advertising and, you know, just having these big blowout open houses and having big signs and balloons and just having a lot of people show up. And that has been a little bit more difficult right now. Um, I've done a couple of open houses in the past couple of weeks and it's hard to get people to show up right now because the interest rates are so high. Buyers are a little bit, you know, skittish and everything. And oh my gosh, I will just talk your ear off about real estate, but I, I can't even say enough how now is the time to buy because Nashville is going to be an equity growing area for an unforeseeable amount of time. But right now you're seeing like prices deducted by like 60, 70, 80 K and so on. So, yeah. you know, it's just all about educating buyers and people out there, but it's definitely uh, shown a halt in the real estate market just with interest rates climbing up to close to the eights and everything right now. So definitely seeing a lot of that. Yeah, for real. All right. Am I, did my feed get all weird all of a sudden? Um, huh. We got That's you weird. a little bit glitchy, but you're back. That was interesting. <laughs> it's, um, I feel like, hang on a sec. Wait. How about now? Should be better now. Yeah, you're good. Cool. Yeah, because it was on Wi-Fi instead of my Ethernet. Hmm, interesting. Cool. We're back. Anyway, <laughs> um, but now, now I'm going to ask you from a personal standpoint because I'm about so so. Let me to give you context. So we've had uh, Southwestern Real Estate people on here. We're actually sponsored by Southwestern Real Estate. Shout out Pat Roach. You're the you're the man. Um, but we've had people from different like uh companies come and share uh, andrew the last real estate person we had on here was andrew neisler he works out of kansas city and you know what i found is it's not as like it's not as uh competitive in that way where it's like it's easier to like work together with other people that you have connections with even other real estate agents because it's actually beneficial for everyone but i always like to ask this question as a person who's representing the buyer and i'm about to buy my first house so what are some things for someone like me you know i'm i just turned 30 a couple weeks ago um, I'm married, no kids yet looking to get into this market, but it's insanely expensive. I'm in Portland, which is even <laughs> more expensive. Um, what, what were like some top two, three tips that you would give someone in my position? It's like, Hey, I'm trying to buy a house. I'm kind of scared of the interest rates. What, what, what should people know? Yeah. First of all, congratulations. That's a huge deal. I'm so happy for you and can't wait to see how everything rolls out. Let's go. That's Let's so go, cool. Like we help, can't skip help over me pay my mortgage people. <laughs> help me pay my mortgage by sharing this episode. <laughs> I don't think people uh, know this is my full-time job, but yeah. So help me feed my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think that some, uh, you know, quick little tips that can make a difference for you in the buying process would be, you know, just really love who you're working with. If possible, you know, be close with your real estate agent. I think that real estate agents have this huge responsibility of showing their buyers the way and just trying to make it the least stressful, um, you know, experience as possible. And I think that they can also tell you a lot of different tips too, because they're going to be like your right hand man. I'm sure that you've got a really, a really great real estate agent. Um, same thing with your lender, if possible, you know, no, have somebody that's sharp working for you because they're going to be able to tell you about the best programs that can work for you. They're gonna be able to tell you about, uh, you know, getting your rates bought down, things like that. So that can help 
lower your rates. There's different programs out there for that. Um, and just, you know, just be in the know, have people that you trust to educate you and carry you through the process so that it's as, you know, the least stressful as possible. You're spending the least amount of money as possible. You're getting the most bang for your buck. And, uh, you know, that, that's what I would say is the biggest, biggest piece of advice because your, your agent and your loan officer can make a world of a difference for you. I appreciate that. Spoken like a true pro. Yeah, so, yeah. So should I take my, uh, so my, my wife and I take our, our, our real estate agent out to lunch or something and be like, hey, tell me about you. Is that, is that, is that, is that, is that a good thing? Yeah. Move? Yeah. How did you meet your real estate agent? <laughs> she was recommended. So we were, there, there was, I mean, I asked Pat uh, to see if they're not, they're not out in Oregon. They're trying to expand to Oregon, but I asked Pat, I said, Hey, who do you know out here? He sent me a couple of referrals. So we were shopping around and uh, funny enough, one, I, and I was talking to Andrew Neisler on the episode back in June, my chiropractor was listening in on that episode for some reason. And he, uh, next time I next, I literally next time I go to the chiropractor, he goes, "Let's get off schedule for a sec. Talk about Will Metcher, who helps people get the get their own way. Move, bish, get out the way. Go work with Will. Okay, back to work. Goes here, and he just hands me a business card. He goes, "Stop looking. This is the lady. You're gonna want to go work with her." And I go, "What the hell are you talking about?" He goes, "You're looking for real realtor, right? Like I just heard your episode." I go, "Oh shit." He goes, "Yeah, this is the lady. She helped us buy our house. She's perfect. She's excellent. You're gonna want to do this." Um, and sure enough, we went and met her and immediately it was like, oh yeah, this lady's like, you could like, we just connected really well. And that was some advice that actually Pat and Andrew both have given me kind of like what you're saying, where it was like someone that you can really connect with and really can trust. And immediately my wife and I were just kind of, you know, how when you meet people, sometimes you're like, mm, something about you is good. Like, I appreciate we're on the same page. We're, we're here. So that's how we ended up meeting. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I think I lost you here. It's like, you're muted. Is that there we go. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just saying that relationship is so important. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it must be awesome for you, though, because you get to establish rapport really quickly from what you learn in Southwestern, right? Like, what are like, what does that look like for you from like a day to day basis to help to like meet new buyers? Yeah, so I, that was actually something that I had on the top of my mind um, doing this podcast at the Andres is that uh, Southwestern has taught me so much about networking. Like, I, I feel like I've always been a talker. I've always been like a social person. I've always been like a, hey, what's up? I'm Morgan. Or some people call me Mo or whatever. But um, <laughs> Southwestern taught me a lot about like meeting people with intention. So I've made sure to make networking at least a one time a week um, thing. Like, and by that, I mean going to a networking event with specific intention of, you know, meeting new people, um, trying to go to things that are consistent, like, um, you know, a gym class every Tuesday. So you're seeing the same people, building those relationships, being personal with people. Um, Southwestern taught me, boy, oh boy, did it teach me how to know how to talk to just about anyone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. uh, you know, from a 97-year-old man that can talk your ear off about the olden days to, um, you know, a young person just getting out of college or a, a middle-aged person. So, Kind of went off yeah. on like a little bit of a tangent there, but I think oh, that sure. helped me so much with real estate. Like I've sold houses to people that are in their seventies. I've sold houses to people that are, you know, in their fifties and in their twenties. And so I think having that skill set of knowing how to communicate and personalize with people of like 
any background and any age or ethnicity and so on it's like irreplaceable prime time yeah no absolutely that is honestly in your industry that's got to be like clutch (laughs) and and also from what I do know about you from like the little bit of time we have spent to over at Lee's house, you know, you adopted it really well this because Southwestern teaches you to do that, but they teach you to do that genuinely. And I think that's why some people don't do so well in Southwestern sometimes is because they're faking that connection or they're, 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 they're still, they still have that ulterior motive when they're trying to get to know someone because it's uh, you have something I want. So I'm just going to make friends with you until I get it. Whereas when you learn how to do it the right way it's it's very uh obvious that you are genuine you're not just making friends with them so you can tell them a house you're making friends with them because first comes that rapport and then if something comes out of it great but if not you made a friend and you mean to do that that's 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 pretty sweet i think that reminds me of one of our first southwest like lessons when i was doing my info session um nathan strolls who recruited me shout out to him he's great um but he told me, like, after his first time meeting me, he's like, I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? He was like, you have to lose your cool card. It's got to go. Oh, I was like, no, dude. not the cool card. But I think that ties <laughs> in with what you're saying. Like, I, I think I threw that cool card away. I was, like, young in college. And I think that's kind of what it takes to be able to get down on anybody's level or like wherever their level is, just be able to connect and personalize with like anybody because you don't have any type of like block or any type of wall up or anything like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you there for sure. That's so cool. Congratulations. Now tell me about the other, the other part of your business where you're, and I was going to share your website while we do this, where you do the design, the design side of it. So like, how does that work? tied in with real estate or even apart from it how did you stumble into that yeah so um part of my crazy life i think my first year and a half in real estate i was working other side jobs as do many people that are just getting started out in real estate so just to be like completely transparent with you here's how it happened um there's this company i was working for it was a mortgage company so I really got an opportunity to learn the side of the mortgage business. And I promise this is going somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's all good. So, it's, your, it's, your, hey, it's our conversation. <laughs> if people, if people don't like it, eh, I don't give a shit. Bye-bye. Hopefully they do. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, I'm working for this mortgage company and they were just like, you know, I learned a lot, but ultimately they were just kind of like compromising my values. I wasn't willing to do so in long story short, like, they tried to like scam me and then they fired me and I had to get like lawyers involved. And it was this whole crazy scenario. And yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. So um, I ended up winning the lawsuit by the way, but um, I was kind of having like a midlife crisis after that happened because I'm like, I'm a hard worker. Like I do everything in my capability. Like I was so organized and on everything, but I was like, I got let go from this job. Like, what is going on? So, you know, my real estate pipeline wasn't where I wanted it to be then. And I'm like, well, what else, what else am I good at? And I always have loved interior design and just kind of like decorating things. So I got a couple of certifications, one in interior design and one in staging. And my boyfriend was the one who like really pushed me to do it. 
And we ended up opening an LLC for like the home design part of our team. And ultimately that's what sparked it. It was like just kind of being in like the lowest low. And I'm like, I got to figure something out. I have to do something. I've got to come up with a way to like make income. So my boyfriend was uh, working with a lot of investors who were home flipping. And so that kind of is how I got involved in it. Um, I had a chance to kind of help them with some of their flips. And then I had a chance to stage their properties when they were listing it on the market. So it all just kind of like worked out exactly how it was supposed to. I got like great experience right off the bat and um, just kind of felt like I was doing the right thing after all the crazy whirlwind of events that had happened right before that. Holy shit. Talk about turning a negative into a positive. Hell yeah. <laughs> very, very book woman of you. Nice job. Appreciate That's that. so cool. So let me share because so are your designs on the website that you sent me or is there a different link to? Yeah, so the uh, website's pretty inclusive of everything. We've got a tab for the staging and I'm wrapping up a couple of interior design projects that I'll be adding to my portfolio probably this week or next week. Um, That's I think amazing. if you click on the drop down tab, it on staging there's a portfolio option yeah yep. there so there's a few and if you're listening only on air like on i you know spotify or apple Podcasts, and you want to check this out later or whatever we're 28 minutes in so you can go come check it out at that point on youtube but anyway sorry go ahead um yeah so i've got a couple of um interior design projects i'm wrapping up with a few book people and that, that's what's been really cool about this, too, is that I've been making, like, social media posts, and the book people have been, or past book people, obviously, have been just huge supporters of everything that I'm doing. And so I am wrapping up a few projects with some past book people, and then I'm just getting started with another one with another past book person where we're um, completely, like, remodeling, demoing his whole entire basement turning it into like a mother-in-law suite and like remodeling a couple of the bedrooms in the house and stuff. So super excited. Um, keep following this everything that I'm so doing. Cool. Thanks. Wow. Damn, this is legit. So uh, do you, obviously do people have to be in Nashville for this or can you like, what if I wanted to say, Hey Morgan, I'm going to do, uh, I just bought a house. I finally did it. We bought the house. Uh, but we need to redo the basement. Can you do that over over like Zoom or do you have to be in Nashville for this service? Good question. So I actually have a friend of my boyfriend's who lives in Tampa who just bought a house. He wants to start like Airbnb it, Airbnb it. And um, I'm helping him. We do I do have like a Zoom package that I make spreadsheets of basically every single thing that you'll need for the job, whether you're doing like a demo or if you're just doing an interior design like furnishing. And I'll put links of all the products that you'll need to order. And then I, I can either order them and have them shipped to your property or you can do the ordering. There's a couple of different packages. Uh, but yeah, we can definitely make something happen over Zoom. That's, that's sweet because if people want to find this, so uh, the way that you can get to the website here is EM Dream Projects. Uh, com. So you can go to the website here is on the screen. If you are watching, uh, if you're listening, that's EM and there, there's also going to be a link below. So you can click on the link um, in the description below so you guys can go follow that along. Uh, is this how people can also contact you for learning more about this? Like if they wanted to get more information or hire you or contract you out for this, is that, is this where you go? 
Yeah, definitely. You can go to the website. There's a tab that says contact me. There's so many different ways to get in touch with me on the website. Um, all my information is also on the website. You can ring me on my cell. It's always going off. I love talking to new people and having people hit me up. So um, phone number, email, all that's great too. It's all on the website. Sweet, sweet. The, again, that's E as in elephant, M as in Mary, dreamprojects.com. Projects is plural. Uh, and we check out this beautiful site. It looks amazing uh, what you. you're doing in there. So I, I definitely, it literally looks like a Pinterest post. Like it's legit. <laughs> it looks you. so cool. <laughs> yeah. Not gonna lie, it's sure. like my pride and joy. I think I texted you this, but I made that whole entire website like 100% myself in two weeks, and it was. I learned a lot, but it's like my pride and joy because I made it. So let's go. You. That is legit. I love that. That's so awesome. That is so cool. Ah, this is it's good to see. I. One of the things I love about my job, besides meeting cool book people, is seeing the cool things that they're up to. This is pretty legit. I appreciate that you are out there killing it. This is so awesome to, to be able to be like, look, people do great after this. There's more to life than Southwest yes. Airlines, as Lee McCroskey said. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Says, says the guy with a podcast as his full-time job, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. This only happens because we happen to be part of a kind of a cult. It's not really a full cult, but it was kind of a cult. <laughs> like, oh. but you know what I'm saying? Like, this if this had been about like Vivint, this wouldn't have taken off. Oh. <laughs> you know, and there's door to door podcasts out there. It just, it I just got lucky that I was the first person to think of, hey, what if there's a podcast where you talk, where you record book people having a conversation about? their experience <laughs> that was it killer idea killer idea <laughs> oh it's so fun it's so fun uh speaking of southwestern let's all right let's rewind the clocks let's talk about a little bit more southwestern stuff and i'm sure stories will come on and pop up in here and there but how the hell did you get recruited like wh when does this start for you how did you get into this whole damn thing this is kind of crazy i was like asking especially especially about the first summer first sales school all that jazz so walk <laughs> me through how that happened oh my gosh the memories they're coming back so um, it's like, it's like I was shaking. one of those nerds that got a piece of paper in a big, huge That's lecture cool. hall. And I was, okay, so I had just transferred from a small private college to Central Michigan University. So it was literally my first week at school and I'm in astronomy, ew. Um, but it's this huge, <laughs> <laughs> this huge class. And um, this other nerd starts passing out these little yellow pieces of paper saying you can make like all this money during one summer i'm like well i like money and i work hard and i don't think i really want to serve this summer so let's see what this is about so you know i went to one of those little info sessions met up with nathan Stroll, who i don't do you know nathan yeah he is a funny yeah, yeah he did a he did a podcast with you i think a while yeah. back yeah. yeah he, it was with Nick, but yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But he's Nick been on the show. Yeah. Hand, but yeah. I'll um, have to have him on so I can talk to him. But yes, yes. We, yeah, we you should. He's a super funny guy, good guy. But um yeah, I, I just kind of was with it from the beginning. I knew that's what I was gonna do. I, I literally didn't question anything, which is insane. I feel like a lot <laughs> of people are like, so you're telling me I've got to go door to door, you're telling me I gotta do this, like. I was like, okay, yeah, sounds great. Like literally didn't question anything at all. Like 
doesn't sound scary. I have to move to Texas for the summer. Nice. I got to drive my little beater all the way to Texas from Michigan. Okay. Sounds good. Like literally did not question anything. Um, we don't know where we're going to live. Great. <laughs> yeah. We don't have we're a, a total home. pony. <laughs> I know. I know. I was too. Like I signed up, you know, got my parents to sign everything probably within like two weeks of meeting him. Like it was a boom, boom, boom kind of process. Yeah. And I was a pony for sure. Like he was like, are you sure you don't have any questions? I'm like, no, I think everything sounds good. This is great. Let's jam. <laughs> that is hilarious. So funny. So that's kind so, of how it happened. So this would have been like in the fall. This is in the, you were a fall recruit. Actually, I was a, a winter because I transferred to a different college. Oh, I see. So, so it would have been like yeah. early, like January, right after mm-hmm, GRS. Exactly. Okay. First thing I January. See. And okay, so I know I, I like to ask this for people who were totally bought in, especially, but do you think that there was something else besides the money that really got, I mean, cause everybody likes to say it's the money. Everybody likes to say it was the travel. Everybody likes to say it's the, you know, resume builder. But when I ask this and then I go, really, what was it though? There's always seems to be like a second thing deeper inside that was calling out that you're like, go do this and you need this because what was that for you? I think that um, it was probably the relationship building and um, just kind of like the resume thing too, how you mentioned like the fact that it could help me get a job. I was like sick, like I'm trying to be somebody one day. So in relationship building, just like making friends, I was new to a school. I was like, this seems like a good thing to meet the cool kids. So (laughs) let me go do this. Oh boy, was it. Oh boy, was it. Was it so you and then you get to sales school. Describe sales school from your standpoint. I always love this part. I've asked this almost almost everyone that's been on the show. <laughs> well, from your recollection, from your recollection of what that experience is like. What what did Some, you what do you remember? What was the most vivid memories you have of it? Some buried secrets are about to come out. If any of my old oh. managers are listening, I'm so sorry. Okay. So. Also, if you want to spare them so that way they stay anonymous, you can always just call them more. We we call people who they shall not be named or who maybe we don't know that they're okay with this story. We just call them morts. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, if you're like, so I just know, you know, um, names don't even have to be named to explain how I felt about it. Like, I was not for it. My cool card came back in full force, slapped me in the chest, and I was like what the heck is this? And so it was just kind of because I didn't ask very many questions. And like, I was just like, yeah, sounds great to like everything. And I get there and we're like running around, knocking on big doors with our hands. And I'm like, what are we doing? We don't ever sleep. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Like, I don't like this schedule. I don't like anything about this. I hate it. So it's cool. I would fall asleep in so many of the auditorium meetings. It was terrible because... We'd be up at like 5 a.m. every day. I'm like, not used to this lifestyle. <laughs> if you want a, a bad secret, one time. Let's and hear it. This does not translate into any of my current personal day life. This was back in the day. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'll do, I'll do this for you. Disclaimer for anybody listening who, because I've had to do this before uh, with other people who shared like the realness. That's what people appreciate about this podcast is the realness of it. But if anybody's listening and they're high and mighty because someone was off schedule or because of whatever, listen, this was an internship 
that someone did during college when they were like 18 years old. This does not reflect upon who they are in any way, shape, or form. And if you think that it does, you should probably just stop drinking as much of the Kool-Aid and get your shit together and move on. Because there's there's more to life than just, oh, you were a schedule. Ah. Or whatever you're about to say. It's There's no judgment from us. <laughs> Or anybody that really sold books and has been out of it for enough time, they're like, ah, yeah. I mean, it was important, but also it wasn't everything. So I'm just going to throw that disclaimer out right now for your sake so that you feel comfortable sharing whatever you feel comfortable sharing uh, as, as as we go along this thing. Amazing. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say uh, probably one of my most like buried secret moments was that literally in sales school, which is only like, what, five days or something like that, like a week. Um, every morning I would find like a tree and everybody would be like knocking on books and I would like hide behind this little tree and like take a nap, sometimes standing up, <laughs> sometimes laying down. I swear to God, I was so tired. <laughs> you slept standing up? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was so tired. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it would be like the quickest power naps you can imagine. They'd be like two minutes, sometimes less, but I'd be like dreaming and everything. It'd be like a 30 second nap and I had like the most vivid dream. And then I would like wake up feeling refreshed and recharged and ready to knock on some more book doors. <laughs> Full blown REM sleep just yes. clonked out. Let's go. Where's this tree? So that some poor soul listening to this. Okay, so find it. if you're like in the back parking lot, yes, and um, okay, so yeah, you're in the back parking lot, you're facing the building around the left and a little bit to the back. I think they have like a little like smokers table over there. Yes, too. they do. But it's like the the front left corner if you're facing the building from the back parking lot. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's a great tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't think anyone ever caught me too. I'd be like, how do people notice I'm gone? Like Because it's impossible for college kids to keep track of other fucking college kids. It's hard. <laughs> hey, we all got through it. Hey, and you know what? It doesn't matter. You 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 know, we're, we're so that was sales school. A little rough. A little oh. little shaky. Did you lose your cool card eventually during sales school or did did you have to wait until the summer to, to get to that point? Mm. that's a good question i feel like i had to wait till the summer hit for real like oh, i think i was like kind of open-minded but i was also like what the hell am i doing at the same time so i think the cool card was like still still hitting a little bit yeah for sure and for people who don't understand what the cool card means it just basically it basically means people who are less coachable from the standpoint of the of like just submitting to doing the things that are coached upon so you know that we you know taking the cold showers waking up on time remember some people are like i'm too cool for all that stuff that's what they mean by the cool card uh which can be difficult to overcome but at the same time sometimes it's, it's healthy skeptics skepticism that just needs to be coached and and explained out which you know who's who's to say what it is but it definitely is recommended to do it the way that they've explained it because to the credit of the company they've been around since 1865 or whatever the fuck it is they figured out how to do this job to ultimate peak performance and perfection. So if they're mm -hmm. telling you, hey, you should go get 30 demos 
or you should, you know, sell during these hours. It's for a reason. It's not just, they're not just arbitrarily throwing that out to, uh, you know, <laughs> to ruin your life. With you. Yeah, to ruin your life. Although it, may, it very well seems that way. That's all I thought. Yeah. To be fair, to be fair. Um, but it does work. It does work. So, you know, coachability versus cool card, you know, it's, 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 it's a, it's a never ending you know seesaw so yeah but, uh, so so the summer hits so you go to texas is what you said oh, yeah. right did you have an hq set up or nah yeah so i was one of those fortunate people i did have an hq set up Let's go. Said, um <laughs> living with an old alum well not old but you know what i mean like an alumni Former. family um dang it was uh Kristen and Manny Gonzalez if you know who that is Manny were- Gonzalez has been recommended to be on this show multiple times they were great and they had a cute dog they were awesome so it was it was really cool i think that was kind of a part of what helped me get more bought in was that people that i met and it was randomly living with in the dallas texas area used to do it they seemed successful they were like this is what we did this is kind of like a part of why we're successful and i was like y'all look like you're really living good out here for real like this is you know this is why you're successful so i think them sitting down with us every night, giving us some pointers, telling us everything was going to be okay. And that, you know, just keep pushing. I think that was like a huge part of what helped me get more bought in too. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. So you get out there. Oh man, I got to ask from, from, from your perspective, just because we've gone this far. What was your first door like? Because everybody has that first door ingrained <laughs> into the embers of their hearts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And uh, kind of like a little bit of backstory as like as well. Um, so I'm from like a very rural town in northern Michigan. And then I went to like a small town college. And so this is going to sound absurd. And I feel like nobody will believe me. But I did not know subdivisions existed. I had no idea. No clue. <laughs> Like, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what a neighborhood was. Like, I was like, why are there so many big houses that look like each other next to each other? Like, what's going on here? So, my first Damn. door was literally this multi million dollar brick home in like this really rich subdivision in um, the Plano, Texas area. And oh my gosh, I was like, I have never seen such a big house in my life. And I knock on the door. <laughs> Nobody answers. I hit the doorbell. I hear this doorbell like echoing through this whole entire like mansion. And I'm like, oh my God, like what's going on? And this like um, grandma answers in her pajamas. And I just remember being like really confused. I'm like, wait, what did they say to do with grandmas again? Our grandma's decision makers. Like, so I tried to like <laughs> sell her at the door and she was nice. She told me like, you know, I needed to come back when the parents were home. So she was nice. But I just remember being like, what is this big like neighborhood of brick castles and i would get so lost because every house looked the same and i had no clue what was going on but yeah that was my first door brutal brutal (laughs) brutal i it's just crazy because i'll never forget my first story that you know and and, and it's funny because that's i we've interviewed people from way in the 60s who sold right in the 60s and you think it's like it's going to be a different conversation or it's going to be a different experience. Nope. It's he remembered his first door too, you know, and it's just like, it's crazy how some of this stuff just kind of sticks with you. It is. Um, I hadn't even thought about it until you asked me, like that wasn't a prep question or anything that I thought of, but it still just came to me like that. 
it's crazy yeah it's just it's just interesting because because it just comes up that way do you remember your first customer do you remember going through and just finally realizing this fucking works oh my god it works like how did that happen yeah so i got crazy lucky in my opinion um my first day my first sit down bought the whole package (laughs) like the bag yeah like everything like the advantage library and the kids library so I can't remember. It's been a while since I thought about the products, but like, I remember it was like everything. And I'm the like, CEA, I think all of it, yeah, yeah. The CEA, yeah. So I was like, what? Like no freaking way. Are you kidding me? And I remember that place like vividly. That was kind of one of my little stories I was going to tell. Um, oh, is, that, is this a ponytail? It, it very well could be. It was one of the ones I was thinking of, like just the fact that sure. my first sit down bought like the whole bag on the first day, like insane. Well, okay. So, so we can save that the details of that if you want for the ponytail. Although, I mean, it's, it's up to you, but uh, wait, do you have more than one ponytail or is that, is that? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're here okay, right so now. Like I can let's, give let's just, let's jam. Yeah. We're, I will act now. Let's jam into this. Cause that's, that's yeah. a, I love, I love a big package. So we were like, it was in the country. I remember like houses were so far apart. And um, what's funny about that too, is that I just told you on my first day, my first house was in a neighborhood. So if you peep, I was bouncing all over the place. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you were just. (laughs) I I thought I finished my whole like city in my first day. I told my manager, I was like, well, I went through that whole city. I'm out of turf. It's uh, there's 40,000 people here, but I'm out of turf. <laughs> Literally. Um, so <laughs> we're in like the middle of nowhere. It's a super long, windy driveway. Beautiful house. I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, this, this house is gorgeous. And I remember um, this kind of like older middle-aged lady was standing out on the um, the front yard with a bunch of kids. And so that was my first like outside running experience. You know how like awkward sometimes it could be, especially when you first started selling books when you ran into somebody outside. So I was like, oh, well, they see me coming down this really long driveway. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? And um, she was so nice. Like I tried, I remember trying to give her the demo outside and she was like, honey, no, come inside. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Do you mean that? So she she literally invited me inside her house. We sat down, gave her the whole presentation. She wanted basically everything for her grandkids. They weren't even her kids. Um, but she was kind of like helping with the, the grandkids' education. And um, she was also telling me how she's starting up this store kind of in like a barn in their backyard. They had a bunch of land and just like beautiful barn, and they're starting up like a kind of vintage goods store and they were also having puppies so it was cool to like come back deliver the books you know obviously they bought everything they were fantastic customers still have their pictures and I remember them having like a shit ton of puppies and then I got to like walk through the store that she had built up by the time I was done with the summer and I got to buy a bunch of things in it for my mom which she probably still has in their house and um it was super yeah, wholesome. Talk about wholesome. That's so wild. Now, this is actually, let's get deep. You mind? You mind yeah, let's go. Let's let's get deep. Um so <laughs> so can you imagine like for someone and maybe I'm assuming here, so tell me if I'm wrong and I'm totally okay being wrong about this, but it sounds like if you would have had a zero day, 
or a day that wasn't as positive. Knock, knock, hello. We're going to get off schedule really quick to talk about Southwestern real estate. The president, Pat Roach, is a big fan of the show. He is such a cool guy to be able to hang out with, spend a lot of time with. And from everybody who's been on the show who works there, we've heard that uh, it's a pretty badass place overall. Uh, you guys heard about the 99% drama free. Well, go find out for yourselves. Click the link below. Back to work. Given that you weren't totally bought in at sales school, right? And then you, and then you come home and you, you straight goose egg, nothing. What do you think are the odds that you stay for that summer versus like this lady buys and it just opens up the possibility of like, oh my gosh, this shit works. Like it work if I if I just go see the people, and I do the sales talk, I'm gonna be okay. Do you, do you think that that's fair to say or, or like, because that's then if that's true, then that's a huge moment in your life that that lady basically changed the way that you, that your life, you know, went on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really true. I had a really crazy and probably not typical first day. I think I made four sales my first day. So that's wild. That's yeah. Wild. Yeah. So I think that did probably help make an impact, but I think that I, I really don't know if I would have quit because I, I had such a good relationship with the manager that recruited me. Like we were really tight, Great. you know, and I don't think I would have quit. Like I, I told cool. him like, I'm not a quitter. It's not, you know, it's not my thing and everything, but it did help me get off to this like good start. I started out high, had that, you know, adrenaline going and everything. So yeah. Well, and I, and I, I don't necessarily mean like quit, but like, you know, just just the idea of what the summer can hold for you, right? So you go out, you have four sales in your first day. That kind of becomes a standard. Now you're like, okay, I know I can do four at least in one day versus there's some people that have zero and they don't necessarily quit. And I, I, I guess I didn't, I, I, I did allude to that to mean that, but like also people who maybe just never really get off to any sort of momentum because that first day is so important to at least have something tangible. Right. So like the, the, the fact that you were able to maybe, maybe that, that lady was able to help you buy into it and go, you know what? I'm fully in my cool card is completely lost. If you will. Whereas like maybe you would have kept the cool card for another couple of weeks and that could have made a big difference in your life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So she really crazy. helped me set the tone. That's for sure. She was, yeah, so that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the phrase, set a tone. That lady helped you set that tone. And, I mean, but it's bananas because if you think about it, you could have showed up half an hour later or earlier. Maybe she wasn't home. Or maybe so you know, it, just, it just didn't work out. So just, it's just so funny how everything had to come to fall into place for then that to work. Or I could have missed you know? that driveway. It was like a long winding driveway in the middle of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> like it was, it was crazy. So just, just wild. So you get off also key there that you mentioned that is not to be glossed over is the importance in any business for the person who's doing the training or the orientation or the, in your case, a student manager to really build a strong connection with you and coach you through this, right. To, to be able to help you prepare for this, because as you said, Hey, you know what, you're, uh, I have a connection with this person and no matter what, I'm not giving up on you or myself. Right. And so that also speaks to the to the importance of making sure that when you have someone new in your company, whether it's Southwestern or real estate or whatever, to really help them feel heard and supported. And and I feel like that's another lesson there to to the in this story to just say, you know, hey, 
like this is what i knew that i was never ever because I, I i knew i was never gonna quit but there was moments where i was like oh maybe I, do I what am i doing out here i don't know if you've ever experienced that but okay. i did you know for sure yeah so i don't know and did you how did you deal with those moments how did you deal with moments <laughs> where you're like oh maybe this isn't for me that's so funny you ask because as soon as you said that like i had vivid images of what i did so oh. i remember having this one moment my first summer where you know that letter that we had to write to ourselves in the moment that we kind of felt like we were going to quit yes so, and can you explain that for people listening who maybe don't or didn't have yeah, this experience yeah. i think we all did but just in case so um something that we would do i think most people that sold would write this letter to themselves in the beginning of the summer you know something along the context of like why you were out there you know what's your why because it's a lot easier to quit or not stay in the right track when you can't remember your why and you know that's super applicable to many avenues in life um but yeah you're supposed to write a letter to yourself so that when you're feeling really down or you kind of forget your why you can pull this letter out and you know just kind of get really deep into it and refresh your memory you know reground yourself find those roots and remember you know what your purpose was to complete that job so yeah yeah the it starts with if i'm reading this i am not rational i wrote this when i was rational <laughs> and yes. it goes from there <laughs> yeah so i remember so, um i remember this time that i i had waited a really long time to read that letter there were a couple times where i was like oh like i don't want to why am i doing this job but i just kind of was like snap out of it you know what i'm saying but so I had waited a long time in the summer to pull this letter out, but I remember sitting in my um, Suzuki Forenza in the middle of Texas, and I'm like, it's so hot, like, this sucks, nobody will even give me water, like, oh my gosh, like, why am I here? Why do I miss my family so much? Like, what's going on? I don't even <laughs> but I was like, wow, I miss my parents, I miss everybody, like, I'm unwell, unwell. And I'm really like... It's funny to say, like, I was not a crier. I did not cry my first summer, hardly ever. And I want to touch on that a little bit more. But um, yeah, I had to pull that letter out. And I remember my manager, same manager I've been talking about, telling me that, you know, when you get to that point where you're not feeling rational, maybe you have to pull out that letter, get out of your car, park somewhere, and roll. And like, I mean that literally, like I parked by a ditch and just started like rolling down this hill. Like, if anybody saw me doing that, I'm sorry you had to witness that, but I literally, like, got out of my car physically and, like, rolled down a hill my whole entire body. And then I was <laughs> awesome. like, let's go. We're, we're, back, we're back to do this. So, as you can tell, cool card was gone at that point. <laughs> gone. Yeah. That's a moment in your life that's significant. That is, like, life-changing. Definitely. I remember it very vividly. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. No, it's 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 real. It's a real moment because we've all been there. Uh, even the people who did great, people who didn't do so hot selling books, who gives a shit? Like we all experienced a moment where we had to face ourselves and go, "Hey, am I am I going to do this? Am I going to commit to the what I said I was going to do? Am I going to?" And here's the thing: I don't shame people who at that moment decided to go home. It's totally. It's really. It's honestly. It's okay. It's, mm -hmm. This is just a, it's a college internship. But at the same time, for the ones that stayed, it they I feel like. 10 out of 10 would look back and say that moment changed my life yeah and it kept me grounded and it kept me helped me understand maybe the people who quit they're going to experience that moment later in their life i have no doubt but for us that stayed 
that's when that happened for us. And it was a moment where we said, no, 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 no. I came out here for a reason. I came here to learn and be better and grow and be challenged. And these are the days that I fucking came out here for. You know, this, this is this right here. I didn't come out here for the days where I was going to be killing it. This is the day I came out here for, for this. Does that make sense? So anyway, good shit. Yes. Good shit. I love this. I love this. Are you having a good time? I feel like this is a fun conversation. Yeah, I'm having so much fun. I'm really enjoying this. I think it's so funny to remember all like the weird and quirky things I would do. Like I'd just always be driving around like self-talking my little ass off and like dumping bottles of water on my head and being like, let's go. Like I'm like, who was I? (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird to think about it now, right? What was the thing you would always say to yourself? Did you have a specific phrase in your self-talk that you like kept going? What, what was it? Yeah, so it's coming back to my head. It was something along the lines of, oh, this what it was. It was every step I'm taking right now is getting me one step closer to my goals. I'd say that all the time. Like, because I be I would be walking a lot, whatever, walking up to the doors. Like, that's what I'd say. Every step I take is getting me one step closer to reaching my goals all the time. That was probably my biggest one my first summer. Um, you know, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is such a powerful, uh, like statement to be able to be like, Hey, I am recognizing that even this, if you will, to take a playbook from more Utley wading through this shit, mm-hmm. it's just getting me closer to the pony, which, yeah. you know, here we are with the name of the, of the show entirely. So that's, ah, I love, I love that. That is so cool. Well for my that future, is, you know? So, yeah. No, I love that. I, I, uh, I would always say for me, I'd always say, uh, I don't, I, I would always say this before every door. I'd say, I don't know who I'm going to meet on this other side of the door, but on this side of the door is a really awesome, good looking, talented, sharp, funny college kid willing to help people and help them be the best versions of themselves. Here we go. And that would say that almost every door on the way to the door. I love it. I have that still. Like I haven't said that in years, and I saw it. It's so weird. <laughs> <Trauma. Yeah. laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Did you know? Did you? Or, or I guess hold on. Before I ask this, how did the rest of the summer go? How did? How did? How did? It, did you? Did you grow, or did you just kind of stay the same? Did it? Did it suck afterwards? What, what was that? What was your journey there? Yeah. Um, so, I think that I had a really crazy summer, and I know a lot of people had crazy summers. I was a major growth area for me. I had um, something really crazy happen that's forever like etched into my soul. Um, and I don't think, you probably don't know this, but um, my best friend committed suicide while selling books. And so super wait, wait, wait. deep in everything. Like while you while you were selling books or where they were selling books too? Well, I was selling books. So oh, okay. They, so uh, sorry to hear that. It's okay. I think that it's like a um, positive experience. I think it's like a blessing to be able to talk about it because like suicide awareness is so important and it's easy to forget to check in on your loved ones or I I don't know. Like, I think that I went through it for a reason and, um, but it just, it really played into a lot of my growth that I had because talk about like not wanting to do this job in the um, sales school part where I was, you know, maybe on the wall to like walk away um talk about you know losing my friend i remember that morning i was driving out to my turf and um one of my friends from back home had texted me it was you know early in the morning before we had started our day 
And um, she just texted me that my friend passed and I had no idea how or like what happened. So just immediately like skirted out into a gas station. She told me that he'd committed suicide. And I was just like beyond myself. Like I felt like I was going to die in that moment. I literally like went to this gas station, laid on like the grimiest gas station bathroom floor. Like I remember like every single day and just sobbed and sobbed, called the manager, just sobbed. Like tough. I, I feel like a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but there's a handful of people out there that had lost people selling books. And it is a tough experience. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to be able to go back for the funeral. And I, I'm so proud of myself that I came back. <laughs> like, not that big of a deal, but it was like, you know, I went home, had something crazy going on. And then I came back. And um I knew that coming back was like where I needed to be. I was, it never even was a second guess in my head. Like my parents told me like, you know, we won't, it's okay if you want to stay home or whatever. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going back. Like I'm finishing what I started, you know, doing it for my friend. That's what he would have wanted. I'm going to make my friend proud. Then I just kind of like dedicated the rest of my summer to my friend. And um, my first door back, like literally my first door when upon returning, um, this like house had all the doors wide open. Music was just like blaring out of the house. And this just like ditzy like woman was just like frolicking around in the house. I could kind of see her. I was like banging on the door because I knew she was in there. And um, she's just dancing around the house, listening to this music. I'm just kind of like, hello. Finally, I get her to come out, try to start with, you know, like my intro and everything at the door she literally cut me off and um is the cra probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my life um she just cut me off i swear to you i was not crying i was not emotional i was about my business and she said honey stop i can see into your soul and i know that your soul is broken what's going on like who did you lose like talk to me you can talk to me it was insane. Like, we're, it's kind of a ponytail, but insane. Like, then I just started, like, I lost it. I cried. It was one of, like, my few times crying on the book field. I lost it. She was hugging me. I was showing my friend that I just lost. Apparently, she had just lost, like, her brother-in-law, who was in the military. My friend was in the military. And we were showing each other pictures. And she just said, like, since she just went to a funeral, like, she could tell, like, she just could sense something about me. It was insane. Like, craziest shit ever. Isn't that nuts? I didn't even, like, again, I didn't even think about that before talking to you. It just came to me, like, right now. And it was the wildest thing ever. And, and again, talk, wow. about, talk about reaffirming where I was supposed to be. Like, I knew that was where I was supposed to be. I ran into so many little, like, um, kind of, like, God moments and everything, like, after having that happen, that just were like, this is where I'm supposed to be. It was insane. I, I don't, I mean, damn. Fuck. <laughs> we got <him> speechless. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, you know? First of all, to begin with, I'm sorry for that loss. I mean, I know... I know you're okay talking about it and stuff, but yeah. that's never easy. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. 
It's okay. So, I think like I'm pretty accustomed to talking about it. I've got like I've got a tattoo to show for it. So people ask me about it all the time. And oh, I let's think, see it. Let's see it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pull it up, um pull it up. so that's the date that it happened, 627, 2017. One and then the, the three birds are for the Bob Marley song, like the three little birds sat on a doorstep. Um yeah. yeah. My friend had introduced me to Bob Marley, and so that was just kind of like how I paired it up. Wow, that's amazing! And the so first of all, again, again, second of all, sorry for your loss. Uh, third of all, there's these moments. I think more than anything that if anybody listening in that sold books can really relate to is where whether you call it God or the universe mm-hmm. or whatever you believe in but some whatever force of the world and the in the, the cosmos lets you say hey this is correct you are spot on this is the in this great vast universe of time you are exactly at the right place at the right time with the right person entirely and I'm going to let you know because, boom, right uh-huh. here, this this currently happening. And I mean, that's not unique to the book field, but I feel like everybody that's been on the book field that has endured and gone through this has a moment like this. For sure. And that is cool. That's cool. That's what you went out there to find. Right? Yeah. And is I think it's like. This was on purpose. Definitely. It made me a lot like more durable of a person. And I think that. um like I can, that's why I can relate to people. I think a little bit easier too, because you know I've had really high highs and I've had really low lows, and so I think experiencing uh, you know different emotions across the board is what can help you be you know more relatable or more personable to people as well. Holy shit, man, that's bananas! <laughs> Fuck. So then, oh, man, so you go finish out the summer. Yeah. After, after, I mean, hell yeah. So, you, <laughs> oh wait, you, did you say it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it up. I wanted well, to do like a part of it, you know. There's people who are listening who don't know we have a fuck counter. <laughs> <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. So if you're on screen, you can see the number of times we've said the word fuck, which is now this. Hey. <laughs> so good, good. <laughs> this is starting with Mitch Johnson. Thank you, Mitch, for helping us. We, the, the idea just hit us and we're like, we should start counting them and see what happens. Um, so, man, okay, so that this crazy thing happens to you this summer and then you get to the end of the summer. I'm sure at this point you're like, all right, I got to do this again. I mean, I feel like that you're one of the one of those people that's like, yep, why not do two? <laughs> or was that you or were you like, no? <laughs> this is, I was good. Just like very much so on the fence again. I feel like I was like, well, I got through that. I don't know how dare I go for another one? So I think like, I was just so close to the people that I sold with, like we were so cool. And so I think that's what really, what everybody else is like, yeah, we're coming back, duh. I'm like, duh, (laughs) like, oh, okay. This is happening again. So I I wouldn't say I was like 100% sold in, but I I was like, um, I, I think I knew I was going to, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's her. That's kind of that's kind of where I was. I remember getting back to school and I'm like, oh man, 
I think what happened was you go back and you meet other college kids who didn't experience that and you go, oh, you feel so superior, even though you're not, but you feel like it because you just did this crazy shit. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, I'm going to have to go back because you look forward to hanging out with the people that you spent the summer with because they believe in you and you went through this that's together. It. And that's not to say that, you know, book people are better. No, no, no. But there's a difference from a standpoint of, mentality and culture and just overall uh camaraderie that just makes it really hard to not to not come back um that's for sure especially especially if you had a good summer or like and by good i don't mean that you sold a lot of units by good i mean like you just had a really special experience um it's hard not to want to go do that again for sure yeah definitely Yep, we um, ended the summer pretty good, made it to Sizzler, and I think that was a big part of why I returned, too, so. Why is that? (laughs) Sizzler was three letters, and those letters are lit, L-I-T, baby. (laughs) Are there Sizzler stories in in your ponytails, or are these stories for another time? I, I haven't even thought of Sizzler stories. I don't even know if I can like recollect enough to tell you a story. Of <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a few out there, but you know, <laughs> those would be stories for another time. Is what you're saying? Those would be like probably. off the record. <laughs> I could probably come up with something. I feel like I made a lot of good friends, and it was it was really cool. We oh okay, I do remember one. Um, I'll make it short, but. <laughs> I remember, I think this might have been after my second summer, actually, on, on a Sizzler, but um, me and my friends, my little gang, you know, squad deep, we were just, like, messing around in Cancun, like, in the lobby, and our dumbasses went to, like, it was, like, a um, like an auditorium kind of a setup, like, people were performing on this stage on the bottom level, and we went up, like, probably like five levels and there were these vines that were like hanging from all the levels and we went to this like patio area where I don't know who designed this but we could access these like massive vines that were like six stories tall and we were literally cutting them down and dropping them onto the floor and we literally got arrested by the resort jail and got put into resort prison (laughs) I'm telling you we're like running away from these people (laughs) resort prison yeah. the place to be like they cut our wristbands they were like y'all are going home like i don't even remember how we talked our way out of it like i don't know that it was crazy Holy resort shit. prison shit gets real in resort prison <laughs> <laughs> so what is resort prison like what what do you mean shit gets real who's in there cement floors like glass windows and not a lot else like i i think it's just like a little holding center for people who are doing bad shit in resorts like there were like a lot of like bodyguards and stuff in there like they were all wearing like their bulletproof vests and like they were not messing around not to mention they were speaking spanish and none of us speak spanish and so we were like no you know but like we couldn't really defend ourselves because we didn't speak spanish that's like, brutal. like one of the girls so there was like six of us that got captured one literally ran out Cap- like we were in <laughs> we were in the resort prison like door shut and like she did like a little like distraction thing and then just booked it out 
I don't know how she did it. Like somebody was coming in through the door and she just books it and starts sprinting. And then basically they were trying to like try to like charge us even harder because our friend ran away and we were like, it was not looking good. Damn. And you guys got out of that? No problem. That's amazing. How we got out of it. I don't even remember that part. Damn. Somebody's got that answer. I need it later on, whenever you remember. Because that's yeah. hilarious. It was that's wild. Damn, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So where'd you go your second summer? What uh, let's go through that real 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 uh real uh not quick, but let's go through that. Let's move into that section because I feel like this is your last summer. So something had to have happened to you, or like, or how did you come to the decision that this was it? Yeah. You know, so let's walk, let's walk through number two and then why, why that was number two. And that's yeah. It. Yeah. So number two was in Charleston, South Carolina and um, good old hurricane. Was it Katrina? There was a hurricane while I was there. It was raining. No, Katrina, Katrina would have been, oh, wait. Katrina it would have been too early. It was so. Hurricane Ivan or something like that. Yeah, I think Ivan sounds right. 2017. It would have been 2018. Yeah, so there was literally, like, all the roads were flooded, like, the whole summer. Um, rain, downpour, no. every day, downpour. I never invested in a poncho either. So I was just like rocking around in my little slides and just getting soaking wet every single day. All my samples were just effed up, you know the drill. So, um, I mean, that wasn't why I didn't come back, but that that's one of like the biggest things I remember about my summer, but it was pretty sick being like on the beach, talking to all the people in their cool little like beach houses and stuff on stilts. And so that was a vibe. I mean, I honestly had a really good summer, I sold, I would say a lot more than I did my first summer. So there was definitely improvement. I think the reason that I didn't really want to come back was because, so I started out older, actually. Um, I was like 21 my first summer. So my first summer was my 21st birthday. And then my oh, no way. Summer, I turned 22. And so like in the summer, what, what, when's your birthday? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, July 10th. And <laughs> I, my, can I tell you my birthday story? My 21st birthday story. Hey, is this isn't a ponytail? I'm amazed. This I have a ADD. Um, no, are, this is okay. should, I, should I hold it for later? It's up to you. Is it is it like juicy, like a ponytail? It's, it's pretty good. Uh, oh yeah, we're saving that. I'm gonna put okay, that in cool. the chat so you remember. Yeah. So is this is your 21st or your 22nd? 21st. Oh, <laughs> I put it there. <laughs> i always love juicy stories oh right. it's juicy the more i start <laughs> talking about selling books i'm like wow i had a pretty juicy experience <laughs> you did this is this episode is gonna be called the juice literally that's what i was just thinking <laughs> morgan the juice milligan whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love Let's it let's go I love it. <laughs> Um, that's epic. It was pretty sick. I met a lot of really, really cool people. Um, I was selling more in country because once my like DSL found out that I was like from the country, I am one with the country. Then they put me in the country my next summer and I freaking killed that shit. So, um, that was sick. I, I love, I loved working <laughs> in the country. It was cool. Let's go. Dude, country's the best in my opinion. I mean, if I had to do it all over again, country was definitely the, the, was. the way to go. It was. Oh my God. All day for sure. Cause it's like, you know, like it, it, it's just, people are just way nicer 
people are just way more open to listening to what you have to say even though they're usually sometimes that means they have less money it doesn't matter like you're like sit down city and you get so good at sit downs so hell oh, yeah. yeah, big country fan um, hell yeah so why did you know that that was your last summer why why i mean i know you um, went back to field manage which really does you know is is its own type of thing but why did you say this is my last summer selling Yes. So literally I'm so ADD. I got distracted. I was like about to answer that. It's all, um, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So that's what I'm here for. Keep me on track. Um, I, I just turned 22. I was um, scheduled to graduate. I had like one more semester and um, I, for the most part, I know a lot of people still sell books after they graduate, but I was just kind of like, I need to get a career. And yeah. I mean, I probably could have, continued to sell books and, you know, like crushed it and everything. But something in my mind was just like, oh, and then another thing um, that played into it. So my my student manager, the one that recruited me, wasn't coming back either. And I think that probably kind of like correlated into that mix. Like we were so tight and I was about to graduate and I was just like, mm, like, I just don't know that it makes sense to come back, but um, kind of finagled my way into getting a job with Southwestern um headquarters and so it just kind of like lined up to work out like that fair enough dope dope Dope. i appreciate it hell yeah that's awesome now now we can do a quick uh we'll do rapid fire questions that i can think of and then after that we'll go into some ponytails to get into some of these juicy i mean we for sure got the birthday story what else we got that we can tease people (laughs) with this so they can stick around okay so we got the birthday story we have car crash number one and car crash number two (laughs) there's three right there all right hell Um, yeah and then let's see there's multiple (laughs) Car accidents. Well, there's probably there was at least four, but I I only remember <laughs> vividly two, um, and I think that like maybe as we talk a little bit more, I'll remember some like vital juice ponytail stories. But I think those three will be pretty juicy, and it'll take me a long time to talk about. We'll we'll do that juice. Okay, so uh, rapid fire questions. Question number one: Favorite territory that you sold in um south carolina probably uh so it's called john's island sick it was like country by the beach so cool like everybody was just like down to listen they all had these cool houses like i said on the stilts and everything they'd have like boats in their backyard on the bay like it was so cool hell yeah that's so sick uh favorite advanced sales tape favorite advanced sales tape Ah, man, this wouldn't really classify as an advanced sales tape, but um, I would literally listen to Sarah Maddock on nonstop repeat singing (laughs) girl songs. So non advanced sales tape, but that was kind of like one of my go to's. I can't remember a sales tape off the top of my head. That's all right. That's okay. Okay. Not everybody. We've learned about new things that people listen to. after asking that question so that's fine now you mentioned that your favorite type of territory was for sure country is that is that accurate yeah definitely the country people are just like adventurous i loved it it would be like what type of uh like what type of people am i about to drive up on in this mile long driveway hell yeah best hq was it your first summer or did you have something better your second oh that's so tough to pick um 
So I would say, I think my second summer, because I had a chance to be like the student manager. So I had to be the one hopping up out of bed. I had to be the one like kind of setting the example. And I, I liked that role. Um, my second summer, we also had an honorable mention, like move in with us, like probably towards the beginning of the summer, but she was from Kazakhstan. And so that was sick. I was with Alyssa and Aida and um it was just cool to like learn that Kazakhstan culture as well. And so that was, that was fun, but Let's my first go. Too, it was, it was great too, but it was just me and one other girl. So. Let's that's dope. Uh, I love that. So cool. Well, that's all I have for rapid fire questions. I usually, I usually have a couple more, but you know what? I, 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 I need to write these down and have these like ready to set go. So that way they're always the same. Cause I always like, I just go off the top of my head. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> so you know it just it just it's better when it's off the cuff you know i feel like i don't know that's my 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 thought um it. all right let's move into some fucking pony tales because this is the i feel like i've been teased with some really solid like juice and so we're about to we're about to drop this juice let's spill this tea go ahead Okay, let's start out with car crash number one because I can't go like back to back car crashes. So, um, both of these car crashes were in my first summer. I think I had four in my first summer, and oh my gosh, I remembered something else too. Wow, put that in I the chat. Put so it many car crashes. Holy put shit! <laughs> um, car crash. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yeah, car crash number one. OG. Um, I was driving in the dark, you know, I was a hard worker. It was like 9 p.m. pitch black in Texas, last sit down and um, was pulling out of the, their driveway, long driveway, like basically a mansion because like every house I knocked on in my first summer were like mansions for whatever reason. And I was backing out of this like half mile long driveway because I couldn't figure out how to turn it around. And Again, it was dark in my defense, dark. And I didn't have one of those cars with like a rear view mirror. So I was backing up like based off of like my shoulder turning around my head. Not a great driver, not a great driver. <laughs> so I basically like smoke their, um, their no. like security gate. And so I F that thing up, like no lie. But I hear this oh. like crack. And then all of a sudden, my whole entire back windshield or back like uh, window crumbles into my back seat. So not to mention, you know, it's a sit down. They had like denied me, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Didn't get the sale. They didn't buy. Then, oh, then I had after not buying, I had to turn around because I'm an ethical human being. I like to think. So I turned around and told them like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I hit your guys' security gate. Yeah, it's probably pretty messed up. No, I don't have very much money for you right now. I'm kind of broke. <laughs> Gave them my phone oh. number. Yeah, talk about awkward. They didn't really speak very good English either. They were, I think they were Middle Eastern, so really didn't speak very good English. And um, that was awkward. So then I'm just driving around, you know, with these little crumbly pieces of glass. 
and I, I get up to like 50 miles per hour, the freaking glass shards just start like whipping me, whipping me, whipping me, whipping me because like the wind is all coming through my back, you know, like window that's not there anymore. So I'm literally getting like my shoulders and shit cut by glass. And I'm like, like, I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. What is going on here? And so I pull over to this gas station and they didn't have a vacuum and i'm like oh my god like what do i do about all this glass so um then the nice attendant told me that there's another gas station with a vacuum so i travel up to that one i'm still getting cut by glass like nonstop. um find a place with a uh vacuum and i remember there's this like super nice man as there's always like random nice people in the book field that started like helping me vacuum up all the shards of glass in my car and then like, we just couldn't get them all. There were so many left and like the vacuum just kind of like stopped sucking it up, but he helped me tape my window. So um, he just happened to have like all this tape and all this like gear, whatever to tape my window up. And um, we left like a shit ton of glass down there. And so for whatever reason, like I start picking it up and um, I don't remember, this must've been when I got to my HQ. I started putting it in like this, massive gallon ziploc bag and so i kept that ziploc bag full of broken glass shards with me for my whole entire summer just kind of as like a good luck charm but it was literally like a gallon sized bag <laughs> full of like shattered glass and it was just it was important to me for that summer so <laughs> i mean it might as well have been because maybe it was bad luck you got into three more fucking car crashes <laughs> <laughs> honestly probably more than that i'm not even joking um, all right car crash number two and then we gotta go into your second summer car crash this is so good the car stories car stories from back, back, back. Are awesome. okay so second car crash um for summer texas had a shit I, i'm getting out of the sit down and i actually made the sale which was sick i think i sold like the four advantage books and um for whatever reason um i was backing out and the family actually had to leave before me so they kind of like scooted out left before me and it was one of those situations where there's a super deep ditch and then one of those like sewer tubes or tunnels or whatever you call it so I'm backing out again, no rear view mirror. I also have tape and saran wrap on my uh, rear windows. <laughs> I can't see shit. And um, basically like get my tire stuck so deep in this ditch, like on the sewer um, tube thing, can't get any traction, can't get it lifted. And I'm just like, okay, well, like I'm broke. I'm, I can't afford a tow truck right now. Like that's not an option. So I'm like, let me just be one of those find a way type of people right now and um so my phone also died which was lit um so couldn't get couldn't get a hold of anybody and so i just kind of like found this highway that was like not highway but like a road where people drive faster down i guess and um just stood out there waited for people to go by kept waving people down waving people down like finally this one guy with the truck stops and um tell him what happened he doesn't have toe straps with him. So this is where things get crazy. Like in the 2022, I wouldn't be doing this. But um, he was like, I don't have toe straps on me. Like he tried getting my car out, tried getting my car out, couldn't get it out. And don't recommend this to anybody out there listening. But he was like, I can go get my toe straps back in my place. Like my wife was there and everything. And 
um, I, I was just trusting. I was like, okay, he seemed like a really nice guy. And so I went back with him to his place and Oh my um, gosh. No. I know. No, but it was okay. It was all okay. So he um he owns and operates like a fishery. And so he had all these like giant tube or like giant like holding tanks of like baby fish and they were everywhere. So he like took me on a tour and like his wife did end up coming out. I asked for his wife to come out and um she came out with us, showed us like that his fish farm and it was freaking crazy. Like Okay. I'll, I'll always remember that nuts. And then, so Bananas. fortunately he did end up going back and taking me to my car and um, obviously helping me get out of that situation. But I got really lucky and little country Morgan um, doesn't have street smarts back then, but yeah, would, would not recommend, but that that's sketch. I mean, I'm mean, glad that you're okay, but that could have ended up with like, like a Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, what happened to Morgan? Oh, she's in a dungeon somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> Swimming with the fishes. Literally. This guy has- yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was crazy. But I was, it was just go home with this guy to get tow straps or pay a $300 tow truck. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Just even listen. Go home with this guy to get tow straps. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Oh my gosh, it was, it was nothing. Nuts, nothing went wrong. Good. I know. I got really lucky. Like, wow. Haven't thought of that story in a long time either. Hey, um, happy to happy to have it here. <laughs> crazy. Second then, summer car crash. You said. Second summer car crash. So. And then birthday um, story. Oh man, I'm so excited. We have so many good ones here. This is great. Oh yeah. On my way out to sales school, right? Second summer. Um, we're all like practicing our sales talks and everything while we're driving. We're literally in Nashville from Michigan. It's probably like a 10 hour drive. Um, we just got to Nashville. We're probably on like 40 or something like that. And shit ton of traffic. Cause we just got to the city. A first year rear ends the shit out of me. Totals my car. 1000% totals my car. Like the whole entire uh, bumper came off. The trunk went through like the back seat. Thank God there wasn't anybody in the back seat. Um, uh, there was a girl with me in my car. Kelsey Wolf was in my car. And thank God she was okay because I, I swerved like off to the left of the ditch so that I wasn't going to hit the car in front of me because I wasn't trying to catch a charge on that. So um, Shit was crazy. I was like, oh my God, like, are you kidding me? We just got to sales school. But um, book culture is freaking sick. And um, Erin Sakhadinov, now Reynolds then, let me borrow her Jetta for like half of the summer. So I, I got to whip around in my DSL's uh, car. And then I had to buy a car on the book field by myself, which was kind of weird. And I think I got scammed because I got this car that was like a 2002 Ford, Chevy, a Ford, uh, Chevy, I don't know, some kind of like weird little boxy like, <laughs> like type of car. Some, some bullshit and, car. Oh yeah, bullshit. It probably was like $500, but you can guarantee I spent 4500 on that thing and it was the cheapest car I could find. But I, I mean, like, oh, some guy took advantage of oh, you or yeah. like well, some poor little girl. Because I went girl to like a used car dealership. 
I was at a, like a yeah. little scholarship. So, um, yeah, I just remember getting hit on my way out to sales school. I was like, oh my God, is this a sign? What's going on? Damn. Um, and then I, I drove that beater for, you know, the next three years. So he, he lasted me a while, but it was, it was a little junker book car. <laughs> Standard book car. TBM. Yes. TBM. Did you ever hear that term? TBM? Total book move? Classic. We love our acronyms in the book industry. Yes, we do. Jesus. All right. Now it's... <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for more car crashes. <laughs> I, I got one for you if you want. <laughs> Let's go. I think I've told this before, but my first year, um, on my fourth summer, we leaving, we're leaving sales school, and we're in Knoxville, so we're heading up to Vermont. So we have to go east to Raleigh, and then up. We're in Knoxville, so it's like two hours away from Nashville, and he rear ends someone. Straight up, totals his car, boom. So he rides the rest of the way. We had to go through just for the sake of the fact that I've already told the story, but just just to refresh people's memory, we had to go through many many like uh, hoops to try to get him a new car. Find a, was able to find someone to drive him out the car all the way to Vermont. And I shit you not, a week after the car has been returned, he totals that car. And so oh, then we had to go get him a new car and we, he, it's a stick and I had to teach him to drive stick in the fucking mountains, which if you drive stick, if you ever driven stick it's in the mountains, it's extra hard because it like, you have to put it in neutral to put the clutch oh, in. So it'll slide oh, down and if you sweet, it's so, you know, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, so two, within two weeks, two cars is gone. It was I awesome. Oh my gosh. It's pretty cool. Car accidents <laughs> are just kind of like. They're gonna part have. of the oh. part of the deal, part oh. of the deal. <laughs> or even if it's not an accident, like your car is gonna shit out for some reason, your air oil pressure, blah blah blah, or something's gonna go wrong. You just gotta be sure. ready to deal with car issues if you have oh. a car and you're selling books. One hundred percent. Always, an issue. especially for a bad driver, like ninety percent of these college students are. Yeah, yeah, and and you're driving in places that you've never or are never used to driving in, right? So like for us, like we grew up in Nebraska, where all the roads are straight for miles. It's like literally quadrants of roads because that's how long the farms are, right? So like you're talking about like this farm is a mile away and it's a straight shot, but you go up to Vermont and it's there's no such thing as a straight road because you're driving through the Appalachian Mountains, so it's like all twisty and bendy, and the you know the counties start next year. Like I don't even know there was a new county, like. So it's just such a different experience. So yeah, you're gonna have some car issues <laughs> for sure. Definitely. Count on it. All right, here we go. Morgan Milliken. I need to know. You said this was a juicy the way you said juicy too. I'm like, oh my God, what happened on your birthday in 2017? So <laughs> this is this is this is it. This is the juicy story of the evening. Let's okay. let's have it. So it's like the morning of my 21st birthday let's go we're selling books in the dallas <laughs> texas area and so i'm just minding my own business knocking on million dollar brick houses and um all of a sudden i get a nice little blue light special and so that's basically cool. that's just the cops pulling up on you so i'm like are you kidding me it's my birthday like I've had so many blue light specials too. I'm sure that those will start coming back on me, but 
Um, this one was special for the reason being that it was my birthday. So um, he had gotten a bunch of calls on me, you know, just with suspicious people and so on, just thinking that I was like a predator or I was, you know, scoping out people's houses, robbing people and so on. And so they were convinced that was what was happening. So um, I'm explaining to them, you know, calmly and like, like this is not that big of a deal like i'm actually just selling books and you know um supplementary educational materials to families like it's an internship you know it's it's chill do you want to see the books in my car no they did not want to see the books in my car oh no 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 they were like you are getting in the back of this cop car and we are getting you out of this neighborhood like you gotta go and I'm like, no, like this cannot be real. I'm not getting into a cop car. No. So um, I did. Yes, I did get into the cop car. So as you probably know, when you're selling books, all you have on you is your little green backpack. So they're like, license, registration, all this stuff. And I'm like, it's in my car. And they're like, you don't have your license on you. You need to have your license on you. And they're like lecturing the shit on me. And I'm like, it's my birthday. And they didn't believe me. And so I'm like, okay. Will you guys escort me to my car so I can get all this, you know, information, material, whatever? Oh, like, they let me go to my car. They wouldn't let me open up my trunk because they were like sketched out by me, whatever. I'm like, okay. So I go and get my um, wallet, license, registration, like, you know, all that stuff to prove who I am. And then they do look at my license and they're like, oh, it's your 21st birthday. And I'm like, yeah they're like why are you doing this on your 21st birthday like they're just like i was like i don't know okay like i don't know why i'm doing this on my 21st birthday either but like i made a commitment okay and so um well then they like sheepishly were kind of like oh happy birthday and i was like yeah i'm just like selling books i'll show you in my car so they finally let me go show them in my car and um yeah they're like okay well you're selling stuff where's your permit and i was like not gonna lie, never got my permit. It was too hard to get for that city. So I've just been kind of like winging it and everything. So I didn't have a permit. So they, they kicked me out of the town and they were like, we have to be honest with you. Like, we're gonna let you go. But if we see you in this like area or in this city or we get any calls, you are going to jail. Whether well, it's your 21st. Knock, knock, last off schedule story. Guys, I wanna tell you about my good friend, Alex Black. I used to work over at Enlight Energy and it was a pleasure working with him and that entire company. Um, definitely would recommend you guys check out what that opportunity is. It was a great way to make money and it was one of the most uh, rewarding experiences I had to help people take ownership of their power. It's pretty cool. So on that note, let's finish up this episode. Bye. Birthday or not. So I was like, oh shit, like where do I go? What do I do? Like, um, okay, I'm just going to figure this out. So I go to the safest place I can think of, um, just a place where you always just can have a good time on the book field. And that is a trailer park. So completely Hispanic, like massive community of trailer parks in this little city called McKinney, Texas. And yeah, I, I definitely, oh my gosh, do you know where that is? Why do I know that? I think, Sorry, I think somebody else sold there that we've had on yeah. the show. Keep going. Keep, keep Probably. Texas. 
Um, so, I mean, it's not like super little or anything, but um, it's like a subdivision kind of a city, but they had like these trailer parks on the outskirts. And so, yeah, I was um, selling this like Hispanic trailer park, made a bunch of sales, which is freaking lit. My birthday was going good. I was literally telling everybody it was my birthday. And, you know, I was getting like Feliz Cumpleanos all day. Everybody was singing to me. I was getting like a lot of making you flan. Yes, I got helados and um, somebody I think gave me like Mexican beer or something like that. I was like, let's go. But it, it went from a blue light special to like many, many Feliz Cumpleanos. And it was pretty freaking hilarious. So I'm not going to lie. It's pretty funny. Let's go. So, when people ask me like how what did you do for your 21st birthday or like when I was a little bit younger that was kind of a more common question but you know I'm like yeah I spent my 21st birthday getting like arrested almost by the cops <laughs> and then having to sell books in a Hispanic trailer park where I got police cumpleanos in Mexican ice cream so it was lit all day that's <laughs> a good 21st birthday that's yeah. a juice that's the juice <laughs> So good, the, a good old, good old back of the cop car story is oh, never yeah. bad on the ponytails. <laughs> Lots That's of that. so good. I, I was never like almost my way out. I never got arrested, but the fact that they looked at your ID and were like, "Oh, like, <laughs> it is your birthday." They thought I was lying. They really thought I was lying. Jerks. Of course they did. I know. Yeah, they can't just, it's like, dude, I'm working. Can you mind? Like, you know how many people you've bitched about not working and I'm working and you're out here fucking me up? God. Facts. Leave me alone. I remember two more, like, slight juice things, if you want to know. No, give them to me. Give them okay. to me. This is, so, this. if there's ever a time, my lady, this is. <laughs> so the other one is that on the note of Blue Light Specials, my second summer. I think a lot of people went through this, but it was like kind of bad. Um, this whole like neighborhood went around um, saying that I was a sex sex trafficker. So there was yes. a huge sex trafficking rumor about me, like all over all the like Facebook pages and all over all the neighborhood apps. And um, then being in the country, people are a little bit more like willing to pull a gun on you and stuff. So I did get a couple of guns pulled on me because people thought I was sex trafficking and they were ready to get rid of me. And it was, it was nuts. Like it was insane. And, um, a lot of people like backed out on their sales because they thought I was a sex trafficker. I was in a newspaper article for sex trafficking, but I obviously am not a sex God. trafficker. So that was a little bit juicy. Um, yeah, we had, you're not the first one to have told us this, and that's sad mm -hmm. because people get so that's such a lesson on how quickly and easily, like what you see on social media. I mean, we all know this. It's so that's that's the funny part is we all know we've all been told, don't believe what you see on social media, you know, the nature of social media and spreading rumors, how toxic can, it can be, how misleading it can be. And yet, still, even though we all know this, within half of a day. You wake up that morning, you're just Morgan Milliken going to sell books door to door, helping families to by noon or that afternoon. You're Morgan Milliken, the sex trafficker who yeah. children. Like, holy shit, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. I couldn't believe it. It was just so like absurd that I was like, I'm not going to let this. 
mess anything up. Like, if people want to think I'm a sex trafficker, then so be it. But I'm obviously not. And so I just try to post a lot on my um, Facebook page to kind of like clear up any rumors. And I had a couple of really nice moms that had bought with me, kind of like go to bat for me and defend me on those. Pages. That's cool. That, that was sick to see. And I think that really like helped out with all the rumors. But like, they literally wrote a story about me. I'm like, that's so that the newspaper, a newspaper, you're supposed to be a credible news source. People are going to be the responsibility that you have to have to be able to even like, like that's so bananas. Did you sue or anything? Cause we've had the, some of the people that we've had to tell us the story. Some of them actually pressed charges. Mm-mm, I didn't. Oh, I didn't think about it. Honestly. You should have. Damn. That's crazy. I that's know. so bananas. Cause that article probably exists somewhere still. It's possible. I should look it and up. People, you should look that up because if people are looking you up for like, I don't know, as a real estate agent and they find that just by happenstance, that's not good. I didn't even think about that. They, I, after this, after, I'm going to have to follow up with you in a couple of weeks and be like, hey. <laughs> oh my god, That's not good. Damn. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, you say you had another one? Oh, I mean, I, can, I feel like I could keep and keep going. Um, I mean, it's your show. It's, so, it's not my show. It's your show. I'm just here asking you questions. <laughs> this one's kind of more like it's not as funny, but it's like a positive thing. Um, one of my favorite people that I ever met in my, my summers, it was my first summer. Again, in Texas, it was like 110 degrees every day. Forgot to mention my car did not have AC and I don't think I would have used it anyway. So um, because I just wanted to be like one with the nature and everything. But um <laughs> Yeah, no AC and I'm dying and people were literally just like rejecting me if I asked for water and it was just a tough day and I finally found this like kind of smaller house. This like old lady was in it and um, she she asked me at the door like, do you need water? And she was so nice and I'm just kind of like, no, no, I don't need water. Like I'm okay. I was like trying to get a sit down. So it's like, oh no, no, no. Like I don't need water. Like I was just trying to be focused, disciplined, mm-hmm. whatever, and get to sit down. So I finally, you know, I got to sit down at the door, asked her if she had grandkids, if she's, you know, participating in her grandkids' education and so on. She said yes, everything like that. And then, like, one of the first things she said to me when, when I sat down, she was like, I see you sweating, you're burnt, it's 110 degrees outside. Like, do you have water? I was like, no. She was like, um, do you want water now? Like, I'm asking you for the second time, do you want water? I was like, yeah, uh, actually, I'm really freaking thirsty. And so basically, she gave me, she asked me to if I wanted snacks. And at first I said, no, like I came from this like really, you know, like respectful, kind of like a conservative, small town where I don't really ask people for anything. Like that was just kind of like, I was very prideful. And she gave me this lesson on just, you know, if you don't ask for anything in life, you're never going to get the things that Ooh. you're looking for or that you need or that you want if you don't ask for things. And so that like always really, really, really stuck with me. And I literally remember her name was Mrs. Brown. She was so nice. She ended up getting a couple of like the um, smaller kids books, but that really like resonated with me. I saw her again when I delivered her her books and um, just so like, so important. Don't be too prideful to ask for things when you need them or you want them. You won't get it if you don't ask. So. Ooh, wee. Is that a lesson or what? Damn. Wow, that's like the exact opposite. There's a guy named Will Pickering, which I hope we have him on the show sometime, but he was the master of getting free water and food. 
Like my second summer, I tapped in. My first summer, <laughs> I wasn't hip to it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh man. The 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 art of asking for what you want is so I mean that's when I say art, that is the art. You gotta it's it's pretty legit. It's good it's a good skill to learn. Hell yeah. Okay, okay. How what do you what what do you uh what do we have here? Are we is this have we reached the end or do you have another one? Um, I think I've reached the end of the really, really good juicy ones. Juicy ones. That's you know what's crazy? Good. When my head hits that pillow tonight, I'm gonna remember like eight more crazy things because oh. crazy shit was always happening to me when I was selling books. I, I swear I got the juice, but I think so, that concludes. That's all good. So here's what we're gonna do. So when that happens, write them down or text them to me or something. We'll keep them. We'll keep them. And then we'll just have to have you back on when we keep up, when you're taking over the world with your real estate empire. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, definitely. this just means that, oh, we're going to have to have you back. That's what that means. Hell exactly. yeah. It's to be continued. To be, yeah, the, nobody's, by the way, the, we, we, we haven't had that many re get repeat guests. We've had a couple repeats, but there's so many other people that we could have, again, that they still had so many stories that have come up excuse me that have come up since then i'm like oh save that we're gonna have that again or like if you ever want to like if we ever have nate on again maybe you and nate can jump on the same yeah yeah we always mix it up in that with that kind of stuff it's always you know it's never it's not a one and done thing here and everybody's always welcome to keep sharing stories that they wish to do so so um but on that note we uh can sign out here and call that the end of this episode of the ponytails podcast if you made it this far thank you so much for listening make sure you guys leave us a review on apple podcast spotify youtube wherever it is that you're listening on especially apple Podcasts, if you can that'd be huge that's where the majority of our listeners are from they all have iphones apparently subscribe like follow download all of those things that helps us get more uh, views helps us uh, not just for the sake of views. We're just trying to reach alumni. We're trying to be the place where alumni can go and find each other and be kind of like the catalyst for connection between the alumni community of Southwestern. If you didn't sell books and you listened in, thank you so much for that. Support us by again doing the same thing, sharing, liking, and finding other book people that you might know that uh, haven't heard of, of us yet. So, uh, Morgan, thank you so much. I hope did you have fun or any any oh, final thoughts so as we much. close out here? So much fun. I really went down like memory lane there, but it was, it was great. I appreciate you. Hell yeah, no, we appreciate you for being here. Again, nobody wants to listen to me talk for two yeah. hours. It's it's uh, it's all about our guests and, and making sure that they feel seen and heard. So I hope that is the case for you. Thank you guys so much. My name is Andres Gamboa. I have been with Morgan Milliken. You guys are awesome. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.